Hey guys, welcome to the Desi Crypto Show. Today we have Owen with us and uh, he's a Solidity developer and he has developed a lot of interesting things in the crypto space. Uh, the, I think the most popular one which you would know or you don't know is 0x Mons, which, which are like degenerative art. And this is something, of course, Owen will explain better. Uh, so welcome welcome to the show. Hey, Diraj. Thanks for having me on. Uh, let's start with a small introduction from you. Like, How did you get into crypto? What do you do? Yeah, yeah. So I come from a computer science background. So I have bachelor's in computer science mm -hmm. and I'm in the United States. Um, so I'm here in California. I first got into crypto because of my friend Zephram, who uh, people might know as the co-founder of 88MPH. So he encouraged me to do some hackathons. Um, this was a few years ago. We did some hacking together and we won a few prizes. And that was how I first heard about Ethereum. And it wasn't until last summer when a lot of the DeFi projects like Compound and Wi-Fi started doing their various you know, Gov token distribution programs that I got back in again and I wanted to start building some small projects. And a lot of those were NFT focused. Um, and that's how my focus came to be uh, with various mm -hmm. NFT projects. That's awesome. What attracted you towards the NFT projects? <laughs> it's lower risk as a developer than building uh -huh. something in DeFi. Awesome. <laughs> that's, that's an honest answer. That's a very honest answer. Uh, I love it. So, what are some projects which you have built and can you can you tell us yeah so the thing that i spend my days working on so full time is the zero x month project so mm -hmm. that has sort of two key components mm -hmm. um one are these nfts as you mentioned um they're like pixel monsters that have this ai generating component to them and then there's some other NFT tools that allow people to do trades um, and other types of operations on their NFTs. So you've spoken about zero X months, right? Uh, let's let's get it a little bit into it. So I see uh, your profile with some weird character and some weird uh, words just messing up my Twitter timeline, right? I will put an image <laughs> here so people understand what I'm talking about. So just explain what are these weird characters? What are these weird letters? How, like, tell us more yeah. about it. Yeah. So, yeah, from a story perspective, the Zero X Mons are inspired by Pokemon. So there's, uh -huh. you know, creatures, they're sort of meant to be collectible, uh, HP Lovecraft. So there's sort of this Fubu influence where you want something sort of dark, mysterious, a little mm -hmm. spooky. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's also the SVP literary franchise, which is, you know, this online wiki where people write things that mm -hmm. are sort of X-Files, either like classified mm -hmm. government mm -hmm. documents kind okay. of a deal. Okay. So those are the three sort of creative influences. Um, the actual like monsters are uh -huh. these ERC-721 tokens. Uh -huh. There's 341 of them. Uh -huh. And they're created through a creative process that's both human and AI input. So okay. the original images uh, come from a generative adversarial network 
is mm -hmm. like you know a generative machine learning model, mm -hmm. and we trained it on a lot of Pixlr images, mm -hmm. um, and now it outputs you know new Pixlr images, and then mm -hmm. we have code to turn that into an animation. So you've got you know this animated kind of abstract blob um, that you can kind of make out, and then it's got a name and description that originally came from GPT three. So like mm -hmm. another powerful generative language model, mm -hmm. and after that. There's a human editing process where I go through and you know I fix the spelling errors and I put it all together as a package and then mm -hmm. that's the whole monster NFT that then gets uploaded and then people can trade. That's that's that sounds awesome. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You used some machine learning and AI to build these characters and also build some story and then. Of course, right? Like you have to manually edit edit some things, and that's how zero x mons uh, or these monsters were born, right? Like that's 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 so cool. That's so cool. What 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 makes it so unique, right? Like what do you think uh, is about designing with AI or uh, machine learning so interesting? Yeah, I think there are two things. One is that if you have something automated, it can make it easier to do work that would originally be tedious. Mm -hmm. uh, like I also, you know, normal Pixlr on the side and trying to create, you know, animations frame by frame can be take a long time to get something that looks really good. Um, but with, you know, generative code where you can sort of stitch the frames together, mm -hmm. uh, you can do it a lot quicker, even if it's a lot rougher, um, you know, for each animation. So you can do something a lot more quickly. And the other one is there's a lot of types of creativity that you might not expect if you were trying to work with it yourself. So when I was working in GPT-3, a lot of the language models, you know, came out stories. I was thinking, oh, I wouldn't have come up with this by myself, but it's really cool to see them arranged like this. And this is a good prompt for me to extend the story in this direction. So uh, just a different question. Do you think it is taking away from the artists who are like, you know, spending a lot of hours uh, creating their uh, art on like an iPad or like drawing, how does it, what do you think about it? Yeah, I think that even with these powerful tools, I don't think we're at the stage where you can automate, you know, maybe the entire process of creating mm -hmm. something like a comic book or a cartoon, mm -hmm. right? You might mm -hmm. be able to get very good, you know, individual images that you can base mm -hmm. things off of or individual snippets. But I think there's a lot of authorial direction and you know creative direction that you still have to go with to put them all together so i think that it's good to encourage and talk about these as sort of tools to help creativity but it's almost like once you have these tools there's a sort of new type of thinking about them that can make them useful that isn't necessarily putting artists out of a job i agree i agree i agree right like you can use this to add on to whatever you're doing instead of a replacement and these things can coexist uh, as well very cool so so can you tell us more about the project like uh, what do these monsters do and uh, how can someone get it and uh, like are is all the monster distributed or like what's the scene yeah so currently the plan is that sort of 341 is what we're working with so mm -hmm. I'm not planning on doing any large distribution soon. Um, the, the exception to that is this one community drop that I've been working on. So a while ago, we had people in the community actually vote 
on you know an image that they wanted and then everyone submitted stories so we actually have this one monster that hasn't been minted yet um, that's like user created and voted on which is really cool and that one is going to be hopefully the one that is sort of mass distributed to people who uh, want to take part in the community but don't want to buy one off OpenSea. so that is probably going to be the most successful way mm -hmm. um and that will probably also hopefully happen on a layer two ideally like dk sync layer two to make it really you know cheap to mint and distribute those mm -hmm. um but right now like the 341 on mainnet are just sort of what we have there's not really plans to make any more of them mm -hmm. um as for what you can do with them mm -hmm. they're collectible in the way that crypto funds are collectible so you know they don't okay. mine a token they don't do anything they're just there okay. if you like it yeah. um you can hold on to it the one cool thing you can do with them is you can encode all of their data on chain so once you own it you can make this transaction that takes the image the story the name and sort of packages it all into this one payload that you then sort of put uh, onto the blockchain and then after mm -hmm. that the website will be able to detect once you've made this transaction and it can read the data directly. So you don't have to rely on IPFS or Amazon mm -hmm. or anyone just mm -hmm. reading directly from on-chain, which you know, for some people who like art, this is you know, very desirable if they want to know that their art is enduring. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? So are you saying that uh, all those details will live on the Ethereum blockchain and you don't have to rely on a different server or if mm -hmm. uh, like uh, Amazon cloud goes down, then the image can go down, but you've just completely changed the process and put it on the Ethereum blockchain. Yeah, so you have to take this action um, ah. because it doesn't you know, happen automatically. But if you're mm -hmm. willing to pay the gas and the fee to do so, then yes, you know the, oh. the animation, the story, the name, all of that is just stored directly on chain. You can retrieve uh -huh. it and display it. So, very cool, very cool. So like blockchain maximalist or even Ethereum maximalist, uh, would love something like this, right? Uh, mm -hmm. that, that's that's crazy. Uh, can, can, just a question: Can you fight with these uh, monsters, or is that something part of the plan? Yeah, yeah. People have asked about this. <laughs> you know, I'm a Pokemon fan. I'd love to see that set up. Yeah. My short-term plan is: It seems really difficult to build out on Layer One, mm -hmm. so I'm hoping ideally for smart contract support that come on DK Sync Layer 2. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then we can start talking about, you know, more game design awesome. um, for on-chain. Awesome. But yeah, game design is not my forte. So um, okay. I ask that everyone to temper their expectations. <laughs> awesome. Help awesome. I start that. awesome, awesome, awesome. So we find this really interesting. But hey, this is not it, right? Like you're doing other things as well, right? So I read about pseudo-swap, like on your website. So what is it? What are you working on? Yeah. yeah. Pseudo swap is something that I, I'm really excited about. It's a little bit like air swap on steroids. Okay. So people have used air swap before, you know, you for OTC trading, you know, you want to swap this thing for this thing, you send a mm -hmm. link to your friend. Mm -hmm. Pseudo swap expands this out so you can mm -hmm. swap any collection of things for any other collection of things. Mm -hmm. So you can pick, you know, two NFTs and some ERC20s and trade it for your friends, ERC20 and some other. NFTs. So you can package anything on the left side and then you can, you know, say you want something else on the right side and then you send a link to your friend. And if they have all the things, then you just do the swap. Oh, I did. So I can pack, let's say one of my Axie and one of my hash mask and I could trade it for a CryptoPunk 
and some hundred dollars worth of USDT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's crazy, man. Like, uh, I don't. I've I've never heard such a concept before, right? Like, you can literally uh, swap anything. So uh, I don't know if you've read this, but uh, Balaji's the guy from Coinbase. Uh, he has written this extremely nice post called DeFi Mat- Matrix. right like how you can in i i'll send you the link i'll send you the link so he talks about how every asset in the world would be swappable right like even the rice uh could be a synthetic asset on the blockchain and you can swap it with ethereum or even wheat for that matter and we will have a free economy so i think that adds on to your idea where like even nfts are part of this economy so i that's that's really cool yeah the one caveat is you have to set all of the items beforehand right. so unlike you know uniswap or something there's no right, market right. maker there's no market maker right yeah right so it, it still works right like this is a proof of concept and then maybe we'll have market makers in future yeah 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 so i'm really excited by that it's cool to see different nft communities like mm-hmm. artblock or mm-hmm. board using them to swap um in a trustless manner because you know before this there are horror stories where they say oh you know i used this person as an escrow and they ran off with both of our nfts and then the swap doesn't happen oh my god um but now you know soda swap it uses the zero x exchange contracts behind the uh-huh. scenes uh-huh. like you know powerful audited well tested mm-hmm. code um and it happens really gas efficiently you just set all the approvals mm-hmm. um you don't Uh, ever have to send your nfts to another contract mm-hmm. and as long as your friend also does the approves and then they click swap it's just one transaction and then they all get swapped that's awesome that's that's very interesting to hear okay so uh w- what else are you working on like you just released dropped a project yesterday so can you tell us about that oh yeah, yeah. the the other thing that i i do is i make some projects that are sort of half serious half jokes the one that i released earlier this week is uh-huh. called nfgas uh-huh. and this came out of a conversation with a friend where we were talking about oh mm-hmm. what if you, know, you did something that played with gas prices like mm-hmm. this is zephyr you know from 88 mph again and he he had this idea he was talking about what if you had something that you could only send at zero gas price so it could only be for flash bots and miners um and he he released some code a library so you could add this modifier to only allow for zero gas price or only allow for not zero gas price for token transfers uh-huh. and i was thinking about that i thought well you know we could extend this and you have this entire range of only transferable at this gas price and if you do that it might be cool to turn it into an nft and then have it all tied together and then and then you know i kept thinking more and the, the ideas came together so the final project is nft gas is a collection of nfts with ids from 0 to 1024 so there there's you know 1025 of them you can mint you know any id at that gas price so you can mint you know id 30 if your gas price for that transaction is set to 30 guay and then mm. once you do that you know if you mint you know the id 30 you can then send it to other people but also only with the gas price of 30 guay <laughs> <laughs> wow wow that's <laughs> that's, that's yeah 
that that's that's pretty pretty nerdy and pretty cool uh, in my opinion so i i want to ask you right like i want to ask you what do you what do you think of the blockchain space right now and where do you see it is going what's your opinion oh it's a big question yeah. i think yeah. that i think that it's it's likely that there's going to be broader adoption you know the big thing that everyone's talking about this week is el salvador taking mm-hmm. bitcoin legal tender mm-hmm. this seems like a strong catalyst for maybe other smaller <laughs> nations to consider doing something similar um but i'm i'm not super familiar with both monetary policy or bitcoin so i'll talk a bit more about ethereum mm-hmm. and these like evm chains because i think that's what i'm more knowledgeable about um i think in the next few years we'll probably see continued growth for EVM chains i want mm-hmm. to see roll up seed so i want to see projects like arbitrum optimism zk sync mm-hmm. um you know handle a lot of the transactions on a cheaper layer too mm-hmm. i think that even as an ethereum maximalist we'll mm-hmm. probably be in a multi chain world so you know other things like cosmos or solana are probably still going to be you know handling certain types of use cases so there will be a lot of need for this sort of asynchronous messaging where you're trying to you know send a message from one blockchain to another um, and i think that might end up changing a lot of the ways that people sort of think about how they program their smart contracts or do code where you know you have to think about these delays um or we might see the rise of new services that you know do something similar to what bridges currently do where you know they can custody your funds on one chain and then give you a similar fund on another chain very cool very cool very cool so you you are excited about a world beyond uh, a base layers right like ethereum being the settlement layer you're excited about the roll ups and uh, and sorry and the roll ups and scaling solutions what we have and evm compatible chains because how these other different different specialized chains will like you know work with each other which which i which i agree right because a different blockchain might be very good at doing this particular thing and uh, but still it would w- want to work with other chains so that that's quite interesting so i have i have a question for you right mm-hmm. uh, you you are in the us you are you are programming you're building so many things right so what what do you see of india and the indian blockchain ecosystem how do you perceive it yeah uh i'm going to give a pretty uneducated answer here that's, that's i me. haven't been talking a lot mm-hmm. of the uh developments out of there uh-huh. um i mean i think like india in general is well regarded for having a strong tech scene mm-hmm. um like the obvious project that everyone probably wants to talk about is you know polygon formerly matic you know they've built out this massive you know tons of hundreds of millions billion dollar ecosystem right. that right. Uh, like running complementary to ethereum mm-hmm. um is doing quite well um past that i think i've seen a few of the uh like lending solutions like this easyfi out of india mm-hmm. yeah yeah it is it is okay yeah. yeah um and then i remember there was also this uh like another nft fractionalization platform that okay. was also added there 
Um, but those are like just the, the few projects that I'm aware awesome, of. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I, I, I meant to, I also want to ask you, what, what do you think, how will uh, space, the blockchain industry, crypto industry, what do you think uh, will it affect India? How will it affect? If you know, like if what whatever you think, right? Like it might not uh, be completely. Like, do you think any changes will come? Yeah, I think that, or my impression is that there's mm -hmm. a lot of um, focus on both programming and like larger tech companies. Like mm -hmm. I've talked to a few people who have worked um, like a Microsoft branch in India. So I guess that the, the nice things about blockchain are making access a lot easier. Um, so with a lot of teams being distributed these days, it's cool that, you know, something like Uniswap um, or like SushiSwap, for example, has, you know, contributors from various places. Um, so it, I, I would expect that, you know, like people in India would probably be mm -hmm. uh, like in positions to contribute and work on, oh, yeah. you know, distributed yeah. project like these. Yeah. Um, and that makes it a lot easier to, for example, do well or like have, uh, like have a position that provides a lot better um, than maybe like other like nearby tech areas or something like that. Yeah, and it's already happening. I, sp I spoke to SushiSwap uh, last week and they have two developers from like India already and like they're doing great work. So like we do see a decentralized world. So um, uh, to close things up, I, I would like to ask you, right? Like if someone wants to start with developing get into coding, build for Ethereum, build for other chains, how do they get into that? Yeah, I think Ethereum development is not a good place to start if you're uh -huh. new to coding. Um, for that, probably something like, you know, Harvard CS51, it's like a often well-recommended class that, you know, walks you through a lot of the uh, basics of algorithms and some of the more common programming languages. But if you already have experience with something like Java or Python, uh, like Solidity isn't too difficult to pick up. I think a lot of the caveats have to do with, you know, thinking about uh, like security or threat vectors that don't happen in a normal mm -hmm. context. I'm a really big fan of this book called Mastering Ethereum. Um, one of the co-authors is Gavin Wood, you know, like okay. one of the founders of Ethereum. Mm -hmm. You can find the book for free online. Uh, I think it's really great, even though it's a little bit outdated. It walks you through different code examples, comments them, um, as well as like the uh, like idiosyncrasies of the Solidity language. So that's mm -hmm. usually what I recommend to people who already know some coding. That's awesome, that's awesome. So uh, anything else we should be looking out from you? Like what's coming in the future? Yeah, the, the last thing that I'm really excited about yeah. is I've been working with the ZK Sync team mm -hmm. on a project to let people mint and transfer and swap NFTs that are all minted on this layer too. Mm -hmm. So that's really exciting that we're getting, you know, new low cost options. People mm -hmm. want to work with digital collectibles or artists. Um, so I'm, I'm a big fan of ZK Sync. I, I like NFTs. I'm really excited to hopefully bring this project out. Um, their mainnet support for NFTs is in like a little under two weeks. So hopefully very soon. Wow. Wow. That's, that's coming soon. So basically cheaper NFTs are coming. Yeah, on a you know powerful system that has uh -huh. security guarantees. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
So thank you, thank you for taking your time out. And I learned a lot and you're doing some interesting things, right? So we will uh, put down your Twitter handle below if people have questions. I, th I, I think they can reach out to you if they want to learn about yeah. your, your websites and what you're doing. The links will also be put in the description. So thank you so much, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Dara.